Hello and welcome to the Dr. Lisa Clow podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lisa Clow, and today we're going to hear from Bill, a consciousness that I've known for about 16 years. Bill uh, was a colleague and is a good friend. Welcome to the podcast, Bill. Hey, Lisa. How are you? I'm good. Uh, You're here with us today to share a part of your journey. Tell us, where are we starting? Um, Let's start with um, I moved down to Maryland when I graduated from college. I got a teaching job uh, in Maryland. And um, I then uh, started in 2008. Uh, I met my wife and... uh, Got married in 2011. Um, we uh, grew a family together. I'm a father of three beautiful children, ages uh, seven, six, and about to be two. So two girls and a boy. Uh, I've been teaching in Southern Maryland since 2006. No, yeah, 2006. I said that wrong earlier. I said 2008. Um, 2008 was actually the year that I met uh, my wife. My uh, passion um, was striving towards being the best husband and father that I could be as I became those things. Um, so that would be probably a good beginning point for me, um, just to kind of give you an, an idea of uh, kind of where I would like to start. Okay, great. So um, those years, what were some joyous times you had? What brought you joy in life? Um, the joyous times included uh, spending time to, together with my, with my wife on a trip or a night out, um, growing our family together, <clears throat> figuring out how to become parents together as, as we did, um, family trips with the kids, watching them go together, uh, grow together, um, and kind of like, oh, look, now now they're doing this. And, then, you know, they're just kind of going through the fun ages and just um, just kind of enjoying the, those things together. Um, I would say that would bring me joy. Yeah, so... Um... Along with that joy comes trials and hardships, especially in relationships. So uh, what happened that changed your life? Um, Okay, so in June of of last year, so 2021, um, so about to hit the one-year mark, um, what I thought was true was not. Um, I had about to have been on the verge of us reaching our 10-year anniversary, uh, and I realized that um, I, I'm coming upon some significant trauma. Um, I've never had any significant trauma or hardship in my life, and, and what I thought was um, a strong relationship, of a, a fairy tale type life, uh, crumbled quickly upon learning of an affair. Um, I learned the news and details of what was going on. And it rocked my mental health. It rocked my foundation. Um, in uh, June of 2021, I had learned that, uh, found evidence that um, my wife was having an affair with somebody else, that she was in love with somebody else. Or, um, I, don't ex- I mean, I don't exactly know how long, but several months. Um, so, yeah, so my love for someone else took a major hit. Um, um, I thought about it a lot after, uh, and, and I wanted to repair and work through our relationship. So we um, both agreed that that's what we wanted to do. We um, got set up with a marriage counselor. We had a lot of open talks. Um, I worked through the 
emotional waves that came about that I had never experienced before. Um, we kind of dove into discussing the needs of each other moving forward to repair and, and grow our marriage. Um, so from June to February, um, we were, we were um, making progress, but it, what I thought was progress. Um, so, you know, each, each day, each week, each, you know, month, um, we, you know, we're making strides is what it seemed like. And we would have good therapy sessions and good talks and we would go out on dates and we would, um, get quality time together and, and, and all those things. Um, but, um, it wasn't real progress. Uh, several times during that time period, I took more and more hits to my mental health and to our relationship because I would learn about new communication, not being able to comprehend the false reassurances and the false progress. And the number one thing that we, you know, uh, agreed on and um, learned about what would help get through an infidelity um, was to cut off all communication from the affair partner. And um, between uh, June and February, that didn't, that didn't, that, 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 I kept finding out about new, um, every couple months, finding about new communication. Yeah. So, um, so at that point you realized that you didn't share the common dream of living together, going on vacations, buying a new home, all of that changed for you. Yeah, all that changed for me. Um, it wasn't, it was something that I thought we both wanted. Um, it was something that even after the affair that we still were saying to each other. And I still, even though I, you know, took, took some hits to the love that I had for my wife. Um, I still wanted to keep going. I still had a strong love for my wife and it, and it took a big hit. Um, looking back on it, I, I can, you know, just from learning just about, you know, when we got to February, um, and we decided to um, mutually end the relationship and end the marriage, um, that those words, words were one thing, but what, what, what was, you know, being felt by the other person was not the same. Um, and we had been house hunting and, and planning, you know, nights out and, and, and all those things. And it just wasn't, we weren't on the same page, um, with the direction of, of, of where we wanted to go. Yeah. So then once you realize that, um, what did you do for yourself? Did you, what was your next step to, to help yourself? So kind of go, to go back to November. I mean, that was in February when I was like, when it, it came to an end. Um, but in November, um, my mental health took, a, took a, a significant hit because we had been making several months of progress. And um, I found some, some new communication and was able to find records of, of communication um, phone records and found that there was um, sporadic communication uh, throughout the months of September and October. 
So that really that really rocked me because I was I was thinking we were making progress and I was seeing progress and I was being told of progress and I, we it, we were on the same page and um, then then November hit and I just I couldn't comprehend it. Like we we were making all this progress, we were doing these fun things, we were doing this, this, and this, and 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 we were like really like communicating to each other, and, and we had good communi- I mean, it's not like we had poor communication. Uh, it's just that we were like okay, we were really kind of focusing in our relationship, um, and it, it took a hit uh, seeing that I was being told one thing, and then and then. Um, and not being true. So I started seeing a therapist in November on my own um, because I would get um, extremely anxious and I would have really strong emotional waves that I would have to work through. So um, my wife and even an American counselor suggested that I that I see someone on my own. Um, so I did. So I started seeing them. Um, I questioned, uh, and then getting to February, I questioned new, new communication um, that I, I um, thought was going on, and then it didn't have exact evidence, but yeah, she, um, she let me know that, that, yeah, I'm still communicating with this person, and we need to, um, we should end this marriage. Um, so then we shifted and I shifted, and then we. One of the things we had to figure out was um, telling the kids about the new direction, um, and that was probably the most difficult thing I've had to do. Um, I didn't want that for them, and, and and they didn't want it. Yeah. So when so when you decided you were going to tell the kids, what did you say? I mean, did you talk to them together or separately? So we had some short-term time to kind of figure things out. So about for a couple months, we were, you know, still living in the house together, not telling them anything, but at the same time figuring out, okay, the long-term plan. And then we got to a point um, where it was, it was time to tell them because our ther- my therapist had said, or marriage counselor had said, okay, that should be the last thing that you do. Just put everything in place, and then you tell them, you give them some time, and um, and then, yeah, you, 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 you let them digest it, and then, okay, then you need to make the switch soon. Yeah, so we, we talked about it prior. Um, so telling the kids... Um, my wife gave me a podcast episode to listen to about about that topic, and um, we followed their suggestions of keeping it simple, not overloading them with information, and just kind of field questions and reaffirm them, and they're going to then just reaffirm them that they're going to have oh jeez, that they are going to continue to have a great life and, and feel loved and, and be safe and all that. So we did it together. Um, I definitely led it. And, and got the words out there, and um, they responded differently. Um, the oldest immediately started crying and, and, and didn't want it, didn't like the news, which I get. Um, I, didn't want, I didn't like giving her the news, and I didn't like the switch that we were going to do. Um, my uh, uh, six-year-old... Um, 
so I got two girls and a boy, and my the middle child, um, it didn't register right away. She wanted to see um, mommy's new place. But then several days later, it did register with her. Yeah, out of blue, she said, I don't, I don't want to live in separate places. So it registered with her. Um, we talked to them together about it. Um, it was the hardest, most painful thing I've ever had to do. It's the last thing that I wanted for these kids. Um, but based on my needs, my wife's needs, and everything that went down, um, it was what was needed. So you, you told the kids and, you know, she had a separate place to go to. Now, going forward, how did you uh, shift your, your mental state? What did you do? So, um, I was at work when she let me know because I was on the phone with her. And it was just, right then and there, it was like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm, I'm shifting. I'm going to shift my focus to my new, new direction, um, my mental health, and focusing on the kids and myself. And it was a big shift because from June until February, I was focusing on our marriage and my mental health and, 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 and all that. So then it was a, it was just a, it was a huge shift of just my mindset and just what my thinking was because marriage is over. Um, everything that's in the past is in the past and I need to focus on the future, but at the same time, kind of writing out everything of, of what I'm, of what I'm going through. Um, so my shift was I sat and communicated healthy boundaries for me and, um, the mother of my children. I had continued to talk to my therapist every two weeks. Um, I had been exercising every, almost every day since uh, February of 2021. Um, and I definitely value that. And it is definitely something that has helped me uh, throughout this process. So I continue to do that. Um, I work through my emotions as they come. And I don't neglect them. I don't just think them. I learned to feel them out um, and just ride them out. And then I adjust to my new life. Um, I'm working through the transition of not seeing my kids as much as I want to. Um, and that's, that's tough. Um, since, you know, I've been a father for seven plus years. And um, I pride myself in being extremely active father so to go from 100% all in to 100% all in 50% of the time is a significant adjustment um, so I'm working through that it's funny is oftentimes whenever, whenever I, I don't have them I find myself doing things for them you know, like setting up a, a zip line in the backyard, just on my off time or, or doing my grocery shopping and, and, and getting the stuff, you know, for me and them and things like that. So just, I'm still doing things for them. Um, so, yeah, it will take some time emotionally adjusting to all of it. Um, 
the emotions of that and the emotions of our marriage ending, I know will become less and less over time. They'll become less and less intense. But I know it'll take time, and it's it's not healthy to bury or ignore any part of, of what I'm going through. And, um, yeah, that's, that's basically been my focus. I've updated family and friends, um, people that I work with and interact with, so that I don't get, you know, questions and, and about, you know, they're assuming that things are still, you know, together. Um, so I've updated family and friends. I They're there for me for support. Um, my family is there for support. My in-law family is there for support, uh, friends and, and colleagues and, and everything. So that's that's also something that I'm, I'm relying on. Hmm. I mean, I know you said you got... You went to therapy and did some research on us, but what, um, how did you figure out or find out all the stuff that you're doing? How that it's working for you? How did you, where did you turn for the guidance? Um, so I did a lot of research into healing and repairing and the process of, of working through, um, and of, of working through a spouse that's, that's it's cheated. That's how it's fair. Um, and when the marriage is decided, I, I kind of I put the research concept aside some because I I done that a lot for our marriage, and and it, it was all good. It was all good stuff. But I just um, I definitely think it prepared me for creating my vision of what I wanted and needed. So I it definitely helped me already. I already kind of had an idea and just a vision of, okay, what's healthy for me? What's not healthy for me? Okay, let me think about this for a while. Let me work through the emotions and then go to logic. Um, and I tweak things a little bit along the way, but what I drew up as my plan in February is, is very much the same or similar to now. Um, I could foresee what my day-to-day would look like and then I just planned and prioritized based on, you know, the time with and without the kids. So, you know, with, uh, when I have the kids, it's, it's daddy time. It's, I'm focusing on the kids. And when I, um, don't have the kids, I'm focusing on me and, and my responsibilities and so that I'm not trying to do both while I have the kids. Um, hmm. I've gone in, uh, um, all in on being a parent since day one so it wasn't too foreign to me to kind of be a solo parent when it's my time hmm. so what what uh now that you're in full into that healing process what emotions do you feel like you're uh, working on now the day-to-day stuff um so I am working through anger and bitterness and resentment. I, I, and I know that those are strong emotions, but they're valid. So those are the things that I'm working through because, um, you know, I was treated in a certain way for repeatedly for a, for a long time. Um, you know, one time's a mistake, and there's some compassion there with, you know, a, a mental health of somebody else and their upbringing and their their past history and, and things like that. But 
I'm definitely working through angerness and bitterness and resentment. Um, but there's some things that have, that have helped, including perspective, um, gratefulness of my upbringing, my mental health, and, and my demeanor. Uh, I'm glad that I've, I'm setting boundaries and keeping to those boundaries. I'm not making any extreme changes in my day-to-day. I'm not forcing myself into something. You know, I'm not going out partying, you know, to kind of fill a void or, you know, substances, or I'm not trying to be something that I'm not. You know, I'm, I'm an introvert. I'm not going to turn into an extrovert um, because of I need to fill some time. I would, I, I would, be, I would be sitting there going, I'm, I know I'm only doing this because of the fact that I'm, I'm you know, filling some time. Things that have is exercise, not letting my emotions get the best of me, working through the emotions and not ignoring them. Um, focusing on myself and the kids when I have them and then really controlling what I can control and not stressing about the things that I, I can't control. So um, I'm continuing to be myself, uh, have fun in life, and, and have a good mindset and perspective on everything. I do have like uh, notes that I'll, I'll, I'll jot down where if I'm kind of ever, you know, steering off a little bit, you know, I can just kind of ground myself by just looking at... Uh, seven or eight different things that I've written down and then that'll just kind of uh, be like, okay, yeah. You know, so it's just kind of some positive perspective things that'll help me kind of work through any and all emotions that come about, um, any sort of concepts or distortions or anxieties that'll pop up and just reframing them to get myself back on track mm-hmm. um, and focus on what I control, what I can control rather than the stuff that's in the past or the things that are, that are out of my control. So, you know, um, I've definitely identified what makes me happy, um, which would be my kids, uh, exercising, having fun, my family and friends. I'm, I'm a big sports fan, uh, laughing and enjoying life, and just uh, those are the things that I'm going to focus on. Hmm. Um, and I do understand that uh, one big thing is I do understand that this process will take time. If I were to, if someone were to say to me like, "Hey, how are you doing?" I'm just, and if I were to say like, "I'm, I'm, I'm great," like I'm, you know, that wouldn't be true to myself, and that wouldn't be true to the person I'm talking to. So, um, you know, I, I get that it it takes time, and it's a process. I mean, I'm definitely going to uh, respect the process. If I were to, you know power through and just say and just tell myself like i'm good i'm good i'm good i'm good then I, I, eventually i'm i'm gonna be not very good um so my emotions will evolve and my emotions will become less intense as i process them over time um i've accepted the end of my marriage but i'm still early on in adjusting to my new life i've had the old life for 10 to 12 years, and I'm only a handful of months into this new one. So I'm uh, kind of just figuring it out day by day. It sounds like you're you're on your way to figuring yeah. that out. Um, Bill, in my first episode, I mentioned a technique that I had learned for figuring out what I really wanted in life. And um, I did this exercise many times, and sometimes the answer was clear. Others, it wasn't so clear. So... Um, when I um, had asked you to think about um, this question ahead of time so that, you know, you could 
think you know do it several times to see what you came up with and the question is if you had if you could wave a magic wand and have the perfect life what would it look like what'd you come up um, with i mean obviously like everyone probably can't like all right you know you don't have to worry about money just you know you have a huge house you have everything that you would want or ever need or you know you don't have to you don't have to work and and all that, and, and, and I just kind of set that stuff aside because it's just, you know, I mean, unless I hit the lottery or come up with some sort of invention, um, yeah, I'm just going to continue down my path for, for financially, things like that. But I, I, I noted down, you know, perfect life would be being the best parent that I could be to my kids, um, also being the best person I could be to myself. And um, including in the perfect life would be to be able to do and afford the things that I want to do in life, including, you know, visit family, spend quality time with my kids, do things that I'm interested in and just have, have good health and have, you know, healthy habits. Um, over time, a perfect life would include being able to completely move on from what I went through. Um, putting it way back in the, in their rear view mirror, you know, far, far away, um, I know that'll take time and it'll always be something that's, you know, it's never going to be erased from my brain and it shouldn't be. Um, but I can, it could be something that, you know, I, I learn and grow from and, and, um, you know, can completely move on from and come out on the other side, um, better than I've ever been. So, um, for me, perfect life involves family you know, and, and, and taking care of myself. That's other than, sounds other than awesome. That, I don't, yeah. That's awesome, Bill. Yeah. yeah. And um, I want to thank you for sharing your story because I, I feel like this is going to help people who maybe are in it or maybe are afraid it's going to come and they think they might not be able to handle it. And I just want to thank you for coming on the podcast and sharing your story. Yes, uh, absolutely. Um, thank you for having me on. Yeah, it's definitely like I, I, you invited me to do this, and I, I quickly identified it as something that is going to be therapeutic and be part of my process. So I, I appreciate the opportunity to, uh, you know, to, to vent and, and, and talk to another person about you know everything that I'm going through. Well, thank you so much, Bill.